You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 108. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Jen Snyder, the host of Creating Your Own Path, and each week I share conversations with those working in various creative industries. We cover a lot of ground on this show, but the ultimate goal is to unearth the stories of others so that we can uncover and better understand our own. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. I'm back this week with more from my interview with Rebecca Plum and Megan Phillips of Honey Agency, which is a creative agency here in Sacramento that focuses specifically on food and beverage brands. Several months ago, they also led the charge to start Sacramento's Creative Mornings chapter. On today's show, we get into some slightly heavier topics that both Rebecca and Megan were open to talking about. The conversation got pretty real when we started talking about how they see their business partnership as a marriage and why they've had to seek help from third parties like therapists and coaches as they've grown their business. They also talk about why they've implemented what they call Collaboration Hour at their office how they believe in the fishbowl theory, which Rebecca explains quite well in this episode, so stay tuned for that, and why they've had to shift their mindset so that they can grow a business that will live on without them, which is a really interesting topic of conversation. Like I said, this one is a little heavier than last week's show, but I'm really grateful to Rebecca and Megan for keeping it real with us. So let's get to the show. So, okay, so we talked about you know, you've got a handful of employees now and your work has evolved, your client list is evolving and it continues to evolve. Like you said, you're trying to attract larger, larger clients. I'm curious, what have been some of the biggest challenges? I mean, as you faced as co-owners um, over the last eight years. Hashtag authentic. <laughs> yeah. I think there's two big challenges for me, speaking for myself, um, employees are really hard and it's not that it's just making sure you hire the right employees because Rebecca and I this is our baby right you mm-hmm. know and we're probably the only two people that will I mean no one loves your baby as much as you love your baby <laughs> and think it's cute too and so <laughs> right you put I think we put so many high expectations on our staff and sometimes that's a hard hard thing because you realize like okay take a minute this is not their baby, you know, it's, you're in charge of it. I think the second biggest challenge and, and probably a lot of people don't have partners, but I think we are married, Rebecca and I, we married nine years ago. Intimately, we know more about our financial health than probably our husbands do. Wow. I mean, and when you think about it, like financial intimacy is almost more intimate than romantic at times. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll make out with some dude at a bar. <laughs> Maybe not you. <laughs> Maybe not me. Happily anymore. married over here. But um, <laughs> you won't tell them how much you make. Like, right. Or I when mean, you're struggling. Yeah. That's taboo. It's taboo. So, like, we, we have to work on it. We have therapists. <laughs> we do. We have... Separate therapists? All oh, of it. Gotta... <laughs> we go to our own therapy. We have a... We have our own... Um, we have, we've had mentors over the years, yes. we've had coaches, coaches mm-hmm. and we have had, like, I mean, for us, that's actually where we have a budget for our marriage. I love that. To keep it healthy. And that's super smart. Because our lives have changed, too. I mean, nine years, her kids are now 
eight and five and I have a two-year-old. I mean, I went through the whole motherhood thing later in our, in my life and in our business and that threw a whole wrench in everything as well. And I mean, yeah, now I'm married with a house and a baby like I wasn't Mm -hmm. nine years ago. So the way I used to work isn't the way I can work anymore. And the way she used her life has opened up a little bit because her kids have a little bit more autonomy and can pour their own cereal. Right. (laughs) So super important. It's weird. So I mean, and then nine years is a long time just in a life. Well, yeah, kind of things ebb and flow in everyone's life, but both professionally and personally. And so, have you guys had to not shift roles, but sort of um, shift maybe how much energy somebody's putting into the business versus not like. Is it just a, yes. like a balance? I mean, we've had to definitely balance that at times, especially when some one of us is going through something. We both recently purchased homes that like threw us into crazy town USA at different times. Why would, okay, tell me more. Why did your home throw you into crazy town? Oh, just buying a house is just it's, drama. It is. And you did and a big renovation too, right? Kind of. Okay. Somewhat. Okay. Still needs more. But, okay. <laughs> But yeah, just I think both of our like situations ended up being like dramatic based on okay. what we had to deal with. But yeah, so we have to support each other in that way and then make sure we're both still feeling energized and excited. I mean, we have to keep evolving ourselves. Like we want to grow in our own careers and I'm not a graphic designer anymore, really. So what am I? Right. And she goes through the same things too. I mean, we everyone does as they grow. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out how we can support each other in that way, but still get the help we need, still be a financially profitable company. And we've been pretty, I think, open. Like our personal life and business life is really melded together. We're friends, partners, like all of our, you see our text threads. I mean, we're texting like, all day, all night. I know Megan's up at 6 a.m. Her husband's like, gosh, Megan's texting. <laughs> He's an early bird. <laughs> and it's something about home. It's something about her dog. It's something about a client. It's something about right. whatever. I mean, it's just all mixed up. All intertwined. It's, yeah. So when you, you mentioned that you have like a budget just for, and I know, I mean, you said it offhand, but it's interesting because I think that sometimes we forget we're so busy like working in the business, whether that's like training an employee or trying to drum up new business or whatever the case may be. But we forget to like take a step back and think about maybe um, growing ourselves professionally. Or it took a while. We didn't start doing that till about three years ago when we were really Ooh. hitting a wall. We had a big, big client loss. It was affecting both of us very negatively Mm -hmm. um it was kind of a dark time so Mm -hmm. somehow we found this coach that yeah you yeah that's the one thing i will say that her and i are very similar we will throw money at it like not in not in a bad way but like all right this isn't working right like let's get someone who knows how to do it like we always think the one thing that we're good at is we can't solve this problem right so why don't we find someone who can? And we don't want to be experts in everything. Like, we don't want to need. To, we don't need to be CPA trained. We don't need to be lawyers. Then we don't need to be accountants or um, 
yeah. therapists too. We always know when we need to get help. If we can't find it on the internet, then hey, maybe there's a <laughs> professional. Right. Like we realized a year ago, wait, you can outsource HR. Like, oh right. Good. Yeah. And it, and then it was we found our HR contact, and uh-huh. she's awesome, and she just comes in when we need her, and duh. <laughs> but I think we we as as people who own their own companies, or um, even if you have like a side hustle, you do think of it as your thing. Like that's like you said, it's your baby. But you don't have to be everything, even if it's for your baby. <laughs> and when we loosened it up and didn't try to control, when we don't try to control every aspect, then it just makes room for something else and it always comes right okay so I'm going to ask probably a slightly cliche question but I'm curious what a typical day looks like at your office I think that's here so I had this like realization work is now life so everyone asks I think the biggest question I get is how do you maintain a work-life balance oh yeah it doesn't exist and I think I have say it again for the people in the back (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) exist like it doesn't there is no work-life balance because that's you're always gonna fight that, and so I've always I've probably fought that up until recently. Like, oh, I need to have this work. No, as an entrepreneur, as someone who owns your own business, work Mother. and life are together. So, like, I get up really, really early, and I will have two hours probably of alone time to work. It's the best time. I, I'm like most focused. I have my cup of coffee. I get through all emails, and then I become a mom at 6:30 a.m. And then I make lunches and then I go to get them off to school. And then I don't maybe show up to work till 930 because I'm because I've already put in two hours and they hate it because they get to work or my team is like, oh, my God, there's like 19 emails from her already. It's 830. <laughs> so they're like digging through right. my emails. And then, you know, it's just kind of then we get to work. Rebecca and I, I don't know. And usually we're jam packed with meetings. Actually, that's our big issue right now, to be totally honest. Mm. How do you work an eight-hour day when you're in meetings eight hours? Right. Six and a half. Still. That's a it's lot of meetings. It's so much. Like, we're, we're actually, like... We're trying some new things. So we're, make, so we're always adjusting. We're working on new processes with our team and um, trying to... It's always just trying to solve those age-old problems that are kind of unsolvable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least feel like adjustments are being made in certain areas. Yeah. So do you feel like you, um, are there any extraneous meetings, like meetings that don't have to happen? You know, the meetings about meetings about meetings. Or have you guys tried to eliminate those? We try to eliminate those. I think for us, it's just control. Like, we're still trying to figure out, like, when we have to be in the meeting and when we don't. Um, Right now, it's all about, we're really trying to grow our client base and we're actively seeking new clients. And so Rebecca and I are probably in a lot of new business meetings right now, which oh, gotcha. really take up a lot of time. But so a d- typical day is staff work. We'll go out to lunch probably. We try to like eat. At some <laughs> point. Yeah. We've instituted this new time with our. So we were in we're, like we're in a lot of outside business development meetings, but so then our team doesn't see us, and then they're scheduling fifty thousand meetings. So we've implemented this new collaboration hour every day at least one of us will be sitting in our little lounge area with our laptops and so our team can just come and ask like kind of quick fire questions and it's like our open office hours yeah nice totally professor open office hours and it's awesome they just come in pop 
pop in when they have something and go, and then we're not like having all nine of our staff sitting in a closed door meeting where for one thing. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So collaboration hour, one to two every day. One of us is there. I like it. Mm -hmm. That's super smart. But yeah, I like that. I like the collaboration. I'm hour. available for just whatever during yeah. this time frame. Mm -hmm. Right. And I promise other times I won't we're duck out. locked in writing proposals or trying to dig into pieces of projects that we're involved in mm -hmm. and then get out and then go back to the mom hustle. Right. <laughs> right. Which is a thing too. It's a thing. Um, so I guess I'm trying to think of a way, um, because even if it's not collaboration hour, I think it's really cool to think about the possibility of setting aside an hour. Maybe it's just inspiration hour if you work by yourself, mm -hmm. like setting aside just That's a little a block idea. of time where you can check in with yourself. <laughs> about yeah, stuff yeah. you know it doesn't I'm just always have to feel be. free to be on Pinterest and not feel guilty about it right yes mm -hmm. <laughs> yes to not feeling guilty about that you know we've talked about kind of the trajectory of the honey agency so do you have any big successes where you were like that was it I mean I think you can relate now our very first office was mm -hmm. a huge leap I mean like we said we were working from our home in Megan's house a lot and we weren't there became a time where we weren't actually connecting very much. And when we did connect and we're in the same space together, we would be a lot more accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so I went on a vacation and came back and just had this, what are we doing? We need an office. Like we've been doing this for two years, maybe a year and a half. Oh, wow. So you were in the kitchen for a while. Okay. That's actually, I mean, that's kind of impressive. <laughs> you guys I, got a lot Honestly, done. I don't like working alone. So right. I really like to mm -hmm. have somebody to bounce things off of. Mm -hmm. So I, so we found this little office next to Trace Hermanis in Midtown Sacramento. And um, it had no windows. It had a skylight. It smelled like refried beans. <laughs> we had Which could be good or bad, depending on your preferences. Our first day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that felt like. Okay, we're like really doing this. We have a lease. We're paying rent. <laughs> we were in this, it was her and I, two desks, <laughs> in this little seven hundred square foot room that we felt was huge. Right. But it also was like now we can take meetings yeah. from clients and not feel like we're skulking around or let's just meet for coffee. Yeah, we're going. Really and we can have employees. I mean, that's when we were able to start having real staff working on Honey Agency stuff. Okay. And now we're now we're in the heart of Midtown. Now we're in the Mars building and right. It's our awesome. third. We're in our third office mm -hmm. now. Oh, you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely can relate since I just recently signed a lease. Um, and I'm in 320 square feet, and it feels like I have to like, I'm like shoot. Very do I need more? Like, I do I need more furniture in here? <laughs> I still feel like there's an it echo. Um, but you know, it's um, and it is terrifying. Yeah, let's just throw that out there. Mm -hmm. um, when you're new or you're just starting out or you don't feel like you have enough steady income to like, can I cover it? Can I cover rent for the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. We'll see. <laughs> I've always had the goldfish bowl theory. Okay, tell me about this. They say the size, you can throw a goldfish in a small bowl, it'll stay small. You put it in a bigger bowl, it grows to the size. And every time we've done that, I don't know if it's the universe opening up or us just like digging deep and making shit happen, but we've just always grown to where we need to and pulled it off. Not to say we haven't had some scary moments, scary, oh shit moments. I mean, yeah. 
They still happen. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like they happen mm-hmm. to everybody, no matter what level you're at. You know, I want to ask if, you know, in the beginning, if you had any doubts, but but I'm curious, how do you get past the oh shit moments or the doubts or, you know, those sorts of, when those things come up, how do you kind of therapy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really good help. Um, I'm a chicken little, so I'm always like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Rebecca's like, what's the worst that can happen? We go get a job. I mean, really, like, that's the worst that can happen, mm-hmm. and that's not terrible. That's normal. Right. Um, we have very different kind of personalities and energies, and I think that's where we really balance each other out. Megan does run at a higher frequency. <laughs> that is <laughs> such a nice way to say that. I'm going to start saying that about myself, just so you know. And I'm, I'm very much like that. I'm pretty chill. Like, she'll be up all night with anxiety. I will just sleep through it and try to <laughs> not think about it. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It has yeah. its, every side has its pluses sure. and minuses. Right. So we, when she's freaking out, I can usually, like, calm her down. When I'm, like, feeling too chill and not energetic enough, like, her energy, like, boosts me up. So, in that way, I think we're symbiotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And we get help. I mean, we've had to ask for help recently where we were just both kind of hitting a wall with different things in our life. And someone, a third party, has been really helpful for us. I mean, having each other. you said it was a coach? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Having each other helps, but then when we're not helping each other then we need someone else and we're both open to doing that the best part about it is I mean just like marriage therapy right it's it's honestly what it is like when we called her two months ago it was I I had hit a wall I had felt like there was a little bit of a death of honey for me I kind of never said that before but for me it was like honey's become something new and different and for us our roles have changed in the community our roles have changed as entrepreneurs and as now we have to figure out what those new roles are, and it's really hard. What does the next chapter look like? Yeah, it, that's where we were. Like, the page was about to turn, and I was mourning it. Oh, interesting. I think. But I feel like the fact that you notice that, well, <laughs> maybe through therapy or the, the coach or whatever, but I like a lot of people don't do the work to get there. And realize, like, okay, it's okay to be sad. You have to have the mirror put in your face, too. Like, yeah. that's where, it, I mean, this, for us, it's always, like, the third party tells us, like, you're being an asshole, or <laughs> you need to nice. go write down what your problems are. Yeah. Like, it, you're like, well, you know, you can complain and whine, but it's like, there's always something good about a mirror being put well, in your face. Yeah, and really having that gut check of, are you done? Yeah. The answer, she asked us straight up, are you done? And both of us quickly said no. So there's work that can't be done. I mean, we're not done. Right. If you're not ready to give up, then oh, I wasn't even. Was yeah, official. Like, absolutely not. We just need to figure out what we are now. Okay. When you talk about your roles changing, like, what are? I mean, can you talk about the specifics of that? Like, you said you were turning a page. You were mourning the loss of one thing. What's the new thing? I don't think we know yet. No. I mean, it's also kind of like, what does the next 10 years look like? What does retirement look like? Honestly, like that was something we never had really thought about, but we're not that we're getting to the age, but sort of on the like 10 to 15 year path. What does that look like? So that's something we're really answering for ourselves because our coach believes it's to answer that question will kind of define what that path and road looks like. Yeah. Well, and I know um, corporations have to do that. Mm -hmm. They have to think about, okay, if they're 
CEO is 65, right? what happens now? Right. Like, what's the succession? And how are we growing the company is really, depending on what that end game is, it's how we spend the next 10 years. Are we growing it to sell? Are we growing it to hand right. off? Yep. Are we just going to shut the doors? Right. We, we actually made the, it was a big moment for us to be like, we are not going to, we don't want to ever shut the doors. Oh, that is a big statement to make. We realized that Honey Agency, we want Honey Agency to keep going without us. <laughs> She's making a face you guys can't see, but it's, it's scary to say that out loud. Yeah. Because it means, it, you're right, it means something completely. And we had to answer that question recently because I think we were both like, oh my gosh, we can't do this forever. Like right. both of us realized like, we can't do this forever. It is exhausting. Mm -hmm. It probably has taken a toll. I mean, we were just, oh my gosh, this is a funny story. I, you know Facebook. I love when Facebook gives you those, like, what happened 10 years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. We saw a picture. Rebecca was like, oh my god, we've aged like Obama. Like, we are just like... <laughs> we were fresh as a daisy, daisy. in 2009. Oh. <laughs> just young, like... I mean, we looked like we just had a facial. <laughs> like we were excited when we got a hundred dollar check from someone. We yeah. cash it and split 50-50, literally. Had to TJ Maxx. Now we're just like, holy cow, we've aged. No, but I think we can't do this forever. It's tiring. It's hard on our husbands. I think they are, they are on a roller coaster with us, you know. And they're both state workers. Oh, interesting. So steady eddies. Thank yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And our kids, like, we're not around a lot. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. And what that just means is we need to grow the company to just, we're just building it to work, so we're working in it differently. Right. Yeah. We think we've created something pretty special, so we want to just keep, we want to keep infusing smart design and appreciate, like, people need to appreciate good creative. Yes. Yes to that. <laughs> and so, on so many levels. Um, okay, so we've been talking about a lot of heavy stuff, I which happens. I know. It happens. It happens. I always joke that I'm not here to Barbara Walters you, I'm not here to make you cry or anything like that. But, <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes the heavy stuff has to be talked about. So let's switch gears just a little bit because I want to know: Do you, since you guys are talking about like we need to have a life, we need to be able to do things outside of the office. Um, do you have any fun, creative hobbies outside of work? I try to. Mm -hmm. A lot of my creativity does go into the Honey Agency brand. My favorite outlet is my home. I mean, I am definitely like a wannabe interior designer. Yeah. And just having just bought this like crazy fixer-upper, it's now a lifelong project I just have to like <laughs> relax about. But so I love just busting around at home and antique shopping and sometimes I'll take up sewing again. I go in and out with my hobbies. I, again, I have a two-year-old, so a lot of my free time goes to her, and she's awesome. But it's a it's a process. I have yeah. to like I'll realize I'm like depleting and not adding to my like creativity, mm -hmm. and then I'll take a class or learn something new. Yeah, that's, that's how I've usually done it. I like it. What about you, Megan? It's a struggle. I don't know. I I feel like I'm on a as I, she said, I'm a high frequency person, so uh -huh. I fill my time. Probably I probably overcommit to life too much, and I don't. Gotcha. Um, I love. I've definitely found yoga in my oh. life, and I love it. I have always been a cyclist too, so I actually am a cycling instructor. 
Yep. Wow. Overachiever. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Overcommitting. <laughs> Overcommitting. I know. So um, my hobbies are probably more on the like. For me, I have to calm my frequency, mm-hmm. and athletics has probably always been what has done that. Because when I work out, I it's the only moment in time where my brain isn't bouncing marbles back and forth mm-hmm. because I'm focusing on one thing. And I think yoga has helped me out immensely recently, probably with that. Mm-hmm. And cycling's the same for me. Like I just put my head down and sweat. Right. So yeah, no, that makes sense. I get a lot of solace from just like having that moment. And actually, I think I recently was injured. And I think during that downtime, I became really depressed because oh, it was like I wasn't getting those endorphins or that moment. <laughs> yeah. So I always like to ask my guests about any advice they might have for people who are listening. So people who are listening, um, they're either in their own business, they're, you know, maybe they're at like year three or four of where you were with the honey agency, or they, like I said, they um, maybe have a, a day job and they are moonlighting and they're just like trying to do the side hustle thing. So Rebecca, what advice would you give those people? I mean, for somebody who's moonlighting and feel like I felt really trapped for a while in the cycle of moonlighting at night and having a day job and being single and not having like a year's worth of savings to just leap out on. So I think it was just really like I had this epiphany moment of figuring out. I actually took Java City as a client and I was able to quit my job and still keep them as a client. That was my like epiphany moment of finding a way to just be brave and just trust. I just had to trust myself that I could figure it out. And that's basically what we've always done is we get stuck in corners, but we have to just take a breath, take a minute and trust that you're going to figure it out. Yeah. What about you, Megan? I think what we were talking about earlier, knowing it's okay to hire the help, Mm. not necessarily hiring yourself, like, you know, like another designer, another marketing person. It's, Hiring someone that makes you better and and makes you as the leader or the person that you want to be, like whether it be a coach or someone who can just even putting five hundred dollars towards having someone help you with a strategy for your brand mm-hmm. or you know your or do your taxes. Yeah, like, it's just I think it's the best thing you can do for yourself is is have you know have something where you're being having that mirror put on you. Mm. Especially when you're alone, or you're you don't have like a big staff, or or even a co like a co-owner. Yeah, or it's anything. the best thing. Okay. And it's fun because it, you can also make yourself accountable to something. Like it, I mean, it's really easy not to be held accountable if you don't have anyone making you accountable. Oh my gosh, my QuickBooks can tell you that's. The case. Oh, I love myself some QuickBooks. Um, <laughs> I do not, um, but I will say if I had an accountant who was doing like a bookkeeper, who was like, okay. It's the end of the month. <laughs> and the reports are given to you and you're right. analyzing them and knowing, oh my gosh, I did way too much on this. Or right. And you can think strategically instead of just being in the, the weeds. Lots of great advice to wrap up this portion of the interview. Remember, you can learn more about Rebecca and Megan by heading to honeyagency.com. You can also find them on Instagram at the Honey Agency. And don't forget, you can also find everything that's mentioned on the show each week by heading to creatingyourownpath.com and finding the episode you're looking for. I do my best to kind of cull through the interview and make sure I list the resources that are mentioned every week. 
All right, on to next week's show. We are getting a firsthand look at what it's like to start a creative mornings chapter, which anybody can do in pretty much any city. So here is a quick preview of the show. I mean, everybody has a story and it's how do you get the story? And the challenge has really been like all these people on the internet or people I know in my life, how do I really get them to tell their story has been a really interesting challenge. Interviewing is a huge skill and I'm learning it every month. I get a little bit better and I feel like I can get a little bit more out of people and coaching them to be able to do this. That's been a different challenge that I wasn't really expecting. Please remember, if you like what you hear, you can show your love for CYOP by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. If you're on iTunes listening to this, that's one of the easiest ways to support the show. You can also share your favorite episodes on social media or tell a friend about the show. As always, thank you for listening, and I will catch you next week. Thank you.